Yep, Cardinals making their first ever regular season trip up to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas to take on the Raiders Sunday. Two teams who started 0-1 and who desperately want to avoid 0-2. Here to give us the uh, outlook for the Raiders going into Week 2. He covers the team for the Athletic. Vic Tafer, Tafer, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Vic, good morning. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, we, we've talked so much about you know a, a flat Cardinals team this week, a desperate Cardinals team. Nobody w- wants to start 0-2. Uh, what's the feel in Vegas? What's the level of desperation going into Week 2 for the Raiders? I don't know if it's desperation. I think there's uh, there's still some confidence. I think last week um, they didn't play that well. Derek Carr had a bunch of bad passes, and uh, the Chargers are very, very good. So I think they kind of can rationalize that loss, and they're obviously looking at this week as the one where they really kind of get their season going. Vic, when you take a look at the effect of Josh McDaniels, what has it been in your opinion? How much has he brought to the table, um, and and where do you think the thing, the offense is going underneath him? Yeah, it's kind of a different mindset. He's you know, one of those uh, kind of guys focused on the fundamentals, and then they've done a good job at kind of cutting back on penalties throughout the preseason and even the last week. So uh, he's kind of taking the long view. I think in the past, you know, coaches come in here and try and, and get things done pretty quickly, but he's saying we, you know, we have talent. We'll get there at some point. It's a, little, it's a little rush. So I think, yeah, obviously, there's so many tools, some weapons they have on offense. they got one of the best receiving cores in the league, so there's definitely that confidence that that plus his play calling will get them where they, where they want to go. We're talking to Vic Tafer of The Athletic. He covers the Raiders here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Um, the Raiders were in a, in a weird spot last year. You know, Five games into the season, they make a change at head coach with John Gruden with all that controversy. I thought Rich Bisaccia did a real nice job. Overall, and, and maybe it's too early to completely answer this question, Vic, but how do you think the, the organization has, has kind of navigated through uncertain times uh, with and how it relates to the on-field product? Yeah, it was definitely um, you know a bizarre uh, year last year. Out of uh, you know, Henry Ruggs tragedy, it was, it was terrible. Just things that you don't normally go through as a football team. And I think the leadership of the team was pretty good last year to kind of get them through that. I think um, ultimately, Mark Davis decided after that playoff loss to the Bengals that he thought that they kind of hit a ceiling. They were going to go much higher than that with the uh, the coaching staff and GM in place. They kind of made some big changes. So uh, they're thinking they have a window now. There's like a, you know, they signed all these guys, you know, Adams and Renfro and Waller to. Um, contracts this offseason. So there's there's a kind of two, three-year window where I think they can have a chance to really go for it and, and win the whole thing. All right, a lot of people in Arizona are looking at Chandler Jones on the uh, opposing defensive line and wondering what he's got cooked up for the Cardinals. Do you suspect there's any additional motivation slash fuel for Chandler this weekend? I don't know. He's a pretty even-keeled guy. I talked to him after the game last week. He's kind of a guy who I think takes, you know, um, like again, a longer view of things. I don't think he's really too fired up for this game. He wants to win. Obviously, he's here. He thinks they have a chance to be a special team. So I'm not sure he's going to be. All guys get fired up for playing their old teams, but he does a good job of kind of keeping things at a certain level. And he's kind of always uh, plays at a high level. So I'm not sure it's uh, that big a deal for him. Yeah, it might not be a big deal outwardly, but uh, you know, Monday when we're doing our show and talking about Chandler Jones having another five sack game, he's got that potential too. And and when you consider, you know, on the other side of the the edge rush uh, attack for the Raiders, you have Max Crosby. I mean, where do these guys potentially rank in, in your eyes uh, as far as combos in the league, Vic? Yeah, definitely should be top five. I think you know, Max Crosby's a guy who keeps getting better every year. Yeah, he made a huge jump last year and um, played well last week. I mean, the Chargers' O line is pretty good, so I think they, uh, you know, look at the, they had no sacks last week, but there, there were definitely a lot of pressures the two guys had, so you see where uh, the defense will rely on those guys to get things, get things going. 
All right, I'm curious what what to make of of the uh, home field advantage at Allegiant Stadium. I, I've told my partner and my producer I was there over the summer for a concert, and and it looks it looks like it might be a little bit intimidating in there. It, it, how loud is it going to be? Tell me uh, what kind of home field advantage that is for the Raiders. You know, so far it hasn't been that bad. I mean, I don't know how well the Cardinals fans travel, but these games where the you know, the road teams travel well, you definitely hear them. In the past, Oakland, you couldn't hear the opposing fans too much, but now after a big play with another team, you'll hear the crowd for sure. So definitely uh, a lot of tickets are available. Again, people, I'm sure, plan their, their whole seasons around the trip to Vegas if they're you know, the other team. So uh, it's loud, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say it's reached the level of the Oakland um, house quite yet. I think it definitely is more of a well-rounded loudness to get Definitely hear um, noise for, for both sides now. What's the black hole presence like there? How, how many how many participants compared to what it was in, in Oakland? Do you have now? Well, it's a whole different vibe. There's a, there's a nightclub now. Civil <laughs> Black Hole is an actual nightclub where you have high rollers are in leather seats drinking you know uh, margaritas, and it's a whole different vibe. It's still a small kind of like black hole, quote unquote, type um, section on the other side of the. Uh, of the other end zone, but it's definitely not the same vibe. It's definitely it's totally different than Noah's Oakland. Oh man, that's interesting. All right, when you talk about the Raiders, a lot of a lot has been made about their offensive line. Is their offensive line shaky at the minute, at the moment, Vic? Oh yeah, it's definitely shaky. I mean, they uh, last week they used uh, four rotations. They have seven guys who are kind of rotating, which to me is it's kind of mind boggling because that's not, not what you want to do. You want to get guys a chance to kind of gel together and learn how they. The guy next to him kind of thinks and what he wants to, you know, in each in- instance. So um, it's not good. I mean, it wasn't terrible last week. I mean, obviously, Crow Mack and Joy Bulls are going to be two of the toughest guys you face, and uh, all the sacks weren't their faults. But definitely, it's definitely a huge issue of concern, I think, going forward. Vic Tafer of The Athletic. He covers the Las Vegas Raiders. He's our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, Devontae Adams being there. That was one of the big acquisitions in the offseason for any team in the league, arguably the best receiver in the league. And Derek Carr went to his college teammate a lot in week one, 17 targets. But they got some other guys that can really hurt. Uh, do you expect to see a more level distribution of targets uh, with him and Waller and Renfro this week? I think they have to be. I think, mean, you know, I mean, you saw that towards the end of last week's game, Waller got more and more, you know, uh, passes over his way. And he's definitely a guy who's hard to cover. Renfro is also a guy who's always open once the ball's hiked. So he just, um, but uh, you, you go back to, you know, uh, Derek Carr's always been the kind of guy who once he has, you know, total tr- trust in the guy. And Keith Adams has throwing passes to each other every offseason since, since college and before. So I just think that. Any situation, third down, red zone, if he's in trouble, he's looking for 17. I think that won't change. So I think the targets are going to be huge all year. I was surprised when he saw Adams fall in these fantasy drafts. Both, oh, he's going to miss Aaron Rodgers. No, no he's not. I and mean, this guy's hosting the ball all the time. So I think his numbers, and he's so good. I mean, watch but even the highlights last week and see why he's the best guy in the league. So. I think he'll get uh, more targets than, than ever. Before we let you go, Vic, I, I wanted to ask you a question about Derek Carr, who from the outside, and I don't watch every Raiders game, but it seems to be, uh, you know, he's a divisive guy. You look at the numbers, the production's always there. He seems like a great leader. He's durable. Um, you know, he, he's won games in his career, but he doesn't seem to be universally accepted as a, as a you know, top 10 quarterback. For somebody that watches Derek Carr every single week, what is your synopsis of, of where he is? in terms of pecking order in the league. 
I think he's a. I think he's clearly a top you know, twelve, top fourteen guy in the league, which is good. But I mean, it's tough to get over that hump. And I think Raider fans, uh, you mentioned, they're very split on him. Some people love him, other half can't stand the guy. And just um, so I just think it's a question: Can he get to the next level? And now you, know, you bring Adams in as offense. There's no question that you think he should. But you see, last week the issues are, are always there with him. You know, any kind of pass rush when he gets hit, I think his hands kind of just open up, and the ball always comes loose. I'm up it's, it's kind of a you know, body reaction thing with kid. He's worked on it. He's got the guys beat on him in practice all the time and they have sticks to hit him with when he has the ball in his hands. But for some reason, he can't close his hands when he gets hit and his hands open up and yeah. the fumbling has been a huge issue for him. So, um, exception not so much. Last week he had three picks, but I think that was kind of an aberration. But uh, clearly he's a guy who's good and has to show fans that he's great and he hasn't really got there yet. Yeah. Vic, thanks so Thank much you, for ben. joining us. Great stuff. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday.